three, two, one. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Four Takes and Fuel. My name's Ethan. Alex. Austin. Well, uh, there's only three of us today. Uh, Chance had to work late. Uh, Colton had previous plans made, so uh, it's just the three of us sitting around the table. Yeah. Two, two takes and a fuel. Yep, two takes and a fuel. Hey, look, hey, hey. Not four takes and fuel, it's only two. Hey, late late race pit stop right here. Yeah, yeah. late race yeah. pit stop right here. You know, you really just got to get it done, finish strong, and yeah, we're really strategy just, right here. Strategy. Yeah. So, um, great interview with our good buddy Chase Meredith coming up here. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. And, um, yeah, let's get it. So, Florida man on the podcast today. I am sick. Oh, dude, you sound like hell. Sinus infection. You sound really bad right now. Actually, I'm better than I was earlier. I I stopped by his house for lunch today. Oh, he uh, sounded like death. He he cooked last night, and I stopped by his house for lunch today, and that man, I did not think he was going to pull through tonight. Yeah, sorry about that, homie. Last night, I... uh, Gabby and I were uh, on the chase for um, eight hours for a cup and a damn Squishmallow. So at that point, I would have just ordered it online. Yeah, yeah. Amazon uh, is a beautiful thing. Um, they're reselling those goddamn cups on uh, on Amazon for like double the price. Are so, you talking about the Stanley cups? Yeah, dude. Why don't you just buy a dang Yeti? I don't know, bro. I mean, honestly, they got the Ozark brand. They've got the Koala brand. I got one. I found one. I got it. It's it's on its way. I mean, my man, look, I, I have a few of the Ozark and the Magellans, and they work oh, the just Ma- as oh, good. The Magellans are great. Yeah, I mean, dude, 25 bucks, you can't beat it with a stick. Yeah. It's not even that much. It's like 15 I don't know. I bought that thing like three years ago before inflation existed. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Jesus. Sorry. Um, Alex, married. Yep. Congratulations to Mr. and Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Alex Lovell. Appreciate it. Appreciate yeah, we. It. I, I think the boys collectively had a great time from uh, Friday to Saturday, and then the you know, the Sunday brunch was really nice mm-hmm. for all of us just to get back together and talk about the weekend and really celebrate. No, just really celebrate. You know, the Alex and Autumn getting married and absolutely the congratulations and just hanging out with everybody and for one last time having yeah. some good quality time, man. Yeah, it was that's pretty cool. That's pretty. I think it turned out really well, and I was uh, thankful for everybody who couldn't come and uh, could come and. Um, missed everybody who couldn't uh but it was fun um you know it kind of set in you know today uh you know we actually got married because i was telling all them at the wedding i was like man this doesn't feel like our wedding it doesn't feel like you know we're getting we're you know we're married and stuff and it just feels like we're just at somebody else's and it kind of set in for both of us today so um well yeah i mean you finally wearing that ring there big dog well yeah but i mean it does look nice by the way appreciate it um but yeah it was fun it was a good time and uh, a night i'll never forget for sure Oh, 100 percent. I'm a, I'm gonna tell you one thing, man. Look, we were we were definitely having a blast. We were busting some moves. I walked almost eight miles that day, yeah. and like seventeen thousand something odd steps. Well, um, I'll never forget the fact that we're leaving Legends Friday night, and Gabby is calling me, telling me she's waking up going to the airport. I'm gonna tell you right now that Legends trip was great. Uh, also, if you have a you know just a local chill spot, you and your buddies go out to, make sure you're friends with the bartenders, man. I'm gonna tell you, I got you know what I drank all night at Legends. You know, of course we had cocoa in the the van I got for us all weekend. Thank, 
thankfully uh, thankful for that 100% I was able to pull that out uh, unfortunately I had a company tell me about a week before the weekend we needed it this weekend that they were going to back out of it because of my age and I asked to transfer it to my dad and they said no they already rented somebody else so I luckily one of my dad's friends we were able to get a deal done through him and we had something that way all of the boys can ride together nobody to worry about driving and uh yeah man four dollars friday night mm-hmm. and then uh you know with the the round of celebration shots it was only like 20 bucks jesus so it was really you know a really fun time glad we all got to get the boys together the night before and just have a lot of fun yeah and chill fun it wasn't you know yeah it wasn't like we didn't do anything rowdy we went to a real small like sports bar it wasn't really busy it was actually like you know one of the best times i've ever had yeah yeah, I drank way too much. <laughs> I mean, we all collectively drank enough to put down a small country, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was enough Boone's, fa- Boone's Farm consumed this weekend. That who- there, there was enough Boone's to go around. So Those three bottles lasted ten minutes. But uh, the interview with Chase went really well, man. It felt really good. You know, it, it felt like everything went pretty smooth. Really glad we got to know his background, his racing background, and find out, you know, what really means the most to him and you know, he's a real down to earth guy and glad we got a chance to talk to him and interview him. Yeah, it was it's really good, you know. Uh Chase is a good buddy of ours and um it's always fun when you got somebody who you know really well to come on the podcast and, and talk and just have a good time. Um Yeah, so. it was it was relaxed like the uh, the double D Christmas special, but Yeah. Yeah. So without further ado guys, here is Chase Meathead Meredith. So we're a little shorthanded right here tonight, uh, Chase. Colton Uh-oh. had prior plans that he forgot we were recording, and then chances at work pretty late. So, huh? Hey, yeah. So it's just us. Yeah. So hopefully we're That's fine. hopefully we're good enough. Oh yeah, no, y'all y'all great enough. Hey, I got some Oreo balls. We good. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah, bud. Oh man. So what's going on, Chase? Not a whole lot. Just got home from the go kart shop. Yep. About it. Last time I've been in there. Yeah, no. Now it's Alex and Autumn's just garage right now. <laughs> it's, it's, no, uh, we, had, we had to scout for this weekend, so we did that tonight so I can do my college work later. Oh, where y'all headed out this weekend to? Uh, Callahan Speedway. They got a big racer, like a, like a opener or something? Uh, like a New Year's race that was supposed to be right after Daytona. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can win seven grand if hey. I win every pro race. Hey, that's not bad. Um, the running the Reaper tires, I'm not so sure about them. Do you, have you ran them before? I've never ran them, so I have no idea about them. <laughs> nope. From what I've been told, it's like a Unelli, but it holds on a little bit better. Like, y'all know what a Blue Vega feels like? Yes. Yeah, it feels like a Blue Vega with a softer sidewall to me yeah so pretty much a glorified unelli i've never ran a unelli so i don't know um our friend debated a uh a unelli tire on the track on the right front leading the race leading the race and it debated 
Yeah. Oh, crap. No, like, uh, my teammates used to, uh, they said they used to glue them at Daytona so they wouldn't de-bead. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, speaking of Daytona, you went out there. Uh, we're out there the whole weekend, but, well, I say the weekend, the whole three days, four days, but you only raced one race. What, what was that like out there? Uh, Well, the track was a lot better than we anticipated, so our team was decent-ish the first two days, and then the last day we finally hit on it. Our junior one driver won. I didn't have enough motor. You needed a Blockzilla to be out front. So once I got to about eight, I couldn't pass no more. And then uh, Bladen Massengill probably should have won a couple, but he started too far back, so it's all part of it. Yeah, so what? What? That, it's pretty convenient. What Daytona is, what, about five, four or five hours for you? I don't know. It's only an hour and a half. Oh, geez. Oh, okay. Geez. I thought, yeah, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, I was I thought you were a little bit north, more north. That's no, I'm like – I'm 30 minutes from the Florida Georgia line, but yeah. Oh, damn, that's not bad at all. That's too bad. So you could pretty much go home every night. Uh, I could have, but I stayed with my friends in a hotel room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the summers for this man has been like life, yeah. his entire life lived. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I just go to the beach. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's life. I mean, yeah. if we go to the beach, yeah. we're going to be dealing with the uh, you know the dirty side of Gulf of Mexico, and you know maybe have some four wheeler tracks in it. Yeah, we got, we got we got to go to the marsh for you know Memorial Day or something like that. Yeah, go, swim <laughs> go swim with some gators. Oh wait, yeah, yeah. Ask uh, what, what's your girlfriend's name? Chase. Uh, Gracie. Yeah, ask Gracie about Holly Beach when we get done with this. Yeah, you're out there swimming. You might see a dead fish. There might be an all spilling right next to you. But there's oh, yeah. there's <laughs> no water. There's no sand. It's gonna be a great time for the Fourth of July. Or like you know, go topless weekend. I promise you, somebody. <laughs> And like, <laughs> guaranteed, you're gonna have some type of fun. They're gonna somebody's yeah, gonna bold. back up a truck onto the beach and get it stuck. That's what high, we like to hear. High tide's gonna come in and then it's just gonna swallow it. <laughs> <laughs> Send me a video if that happens. Yeah, oh, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Just look up Holly Beach truck. You know, whatever the hell. I'm a, I'm gonna be 100 yeah. real with you, Chase. My boy, I have never gone down to Holly Beach, and there's a solid reason on why, and that is one of them. <laughs> So if y'all if y'all ever come down to Jacksville, don't go to Jacksville Beach. No, no. Are no, we gonna no, drive down bro. to Daytona Beach or something? We'll, no, we'll I heard Daytona's Daytona. even worse. And Daytona's all right. You got to go to like the smaller beaches and like Fernandina and all that, which is yeah. closer to Georgia. Yeah. What about Vero? I ain't never been there. Okay, I'm a big Pensacola guy. Yeah, we're, we're I ain't been flags. there either. We're not. We're not a big. We're not a big Atlantic guy. We're we're big Gulf of Mexico right there. <laughs> Big, big on the big on the Destin and uh, Pensacola type deal. I want to go to uh, Destin this summer, but maybe that'll happen. I don't know. I got to start a job. So, but recently you came down to Louisiana. What was that like? Y'all are wild. That's all. <laughs> Y'all are wild. Oh yeah. We you like know, uh, between that and the crackheads everywhere is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. So wait, what part of like? So Gracie lives in like Charles. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh well, well. There's your crackheads. Dude, you can find a crackhead. We have really nice crackheads over here, though. We have yeah. really nice crackheads over here. They'll change your. They'll help you change your tire for twenty bucks. <laughs> I was buying lunch today at a gas station, and there was like a. It's like a Zeus gas station put together thing with Jake. I had a crackhead ask me if I wanted an icy. She was gonna buy me an icy. Yeah, dude, they're the nicest crackheads. You go to Alexandria, <laughs> they'll try to like swing on you. You come here, and let Charles. They'll give like, you a hug. They'll wash your car for five bucks. <laughs> 
with a water bottle and some soap they bought at the store or something. The the uh, lady at uh, Dollar General, I think it was. Yeah, she was calling me baby and all that, make me feel like I was at home. So it was pretty nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Like I said, Southern hospitality for you. Yeah, but y'all, uh, this Florida boy does not like y'all seasoning over there. Like really? mild over there burns me up. Oh man, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to fix that for you there, fella. Yeah, we'll, we'll get no. you. We'll get you culture. We'll get you accustomed. <laughs> you just got it's like. It's like getting in a oh. hot bath. You just got to go in like one toe at a time. No, I, I'm going to need a gallon of milk because I don't even eat hot Cheetos. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> Florida man is not as Florida man. So, no, uh, mayo is the only thing. <laughs> That's my seasoning. Whataburger spicy ketchup is a little too much, huh? Uh, it's on the verge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we'll kind of jump into it right here. Um so you've been racing for a long time. You know, how did you get into it? Who got you in there, and and uh, how did that start? Um, so I played baseball till I was ten. Sat on the couch for a year and got fat. <laughs> and my mom was gonna put me in like soccer or something like that. And my dad was like, "Oh, we'll try racing. It's cheaper than travel baseball and all that. Like federal the BS." And then uh um, cheaper than travel baseball. <laughs> no, yeah, mom was nailing up. Yeah, yeah, then Bob learned that really quick. But uh, that we had a, a guy named Trent Lloyd I hang out with all the time. His mm-hmm. grandpa, uh, he took me, like, we all went out to 103rd once we bought go-karts and all, which is a local asphalt track. And uh, Trent showed me the line around there, and I rode there for, like, six months. And then I started racing at Callahan, and then it just went on from there. Yeah, isn't it Trent? Trent used to be like the Prowler guy in the, the Prowler kid in, in the Florida area, huh? Like, oh, he was the man everywhere on yeah. a Prowler. Yeah, but yeah, like that yeah. was that was the guy for a Prowler, you know. Other than going to Ed, and then he was he was the guy. But now he's oh, moved no, up to uh, big cars. Yeah, he's moved up to big cars. But if he wanted a Prowler other than Ed, you went to TJ for him. Yeah, TJ. But yeah, but yeah, but he was the driver wise. He was. He yeah, was yeah. Between him and Houdini, those, those two rocked it. Yeah. Yeah, and so you you'd say Callahan, and and I guess you'd say uh, Jasper was your closest tracks at the time, other mm-hmm. than that asphalt track. Yeah, other than Maxville, which we never went to Maxville because it keeps closing down and opening back up, and it's just a crap hole. Yeah, it really inconsistent. Very. <laughs> what what is that track? That's it's on the other side of Florida, and it's a little south. It's closer to Tampa. Uh, they did the Max Daddy over there one time. Oh, uh, Dirt Devils. Yeah, you ever been there? Oh, yeah. Uh, that's the number one track of Florida I hate. Really? <laughs> I can't stand it. Why? Oh, you'll go out on a set of tires and be like two-tenths quicker than the field. You won't do nothing but wipe them once, go back out, and you're half a second off of the field. Jesus Christ. Really? Sounds like Pensacola. So, so you're uh, changing tires, gear, everything throughout the day. And if you hit on something, just thank the Lord. Yeah, you're kind of chasing the track all day. Yeah, the Max Daddy was the best it's ever been. Uh, but actually, it just closed down for good last month, so it's yeah. gone. Oh, damn. So, you... What's that? Oh, I said, which they could put a Walmart on it for all I care. That's how much I hate the place. <laughs> Build a neighborhood on top of that thing, just make it go on there. I don't care. Yeah, so you, you've you been hooked up with TJ. Has that been like a whole your whole career kind of deal, or has that been, you know, since yeah. Trent... Uh, no, so Trent was still racing, but he was doing the Carolinas thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
when we first went over to TJ's shop, he didn't have room for me. So I raced with like, they're kind of our teammates, but they're their own thing. Uh, Mike Smith for a little bit. And then once TJ's junior two driver decided to move up the race cars, he was like, all right, I have a spot for you. So we traveled with him for a little bit and I ended up in the trailer around the junior three times. I got you. And, and, you know, you talked about Houdini, you know, y'all, y'all come out the same stable and all that and y'all are pretty much you can call each other teammates, you know, has, has that been a, a big thing for you helping you grow in your racing career? Uh, yeah, because there's been multiple times like at Batesville when I set pole for the 3000 that first year, I was losing my crap in the pits about to have a panic attack because I didn't know what to do. And he's always there to like coach you mentally and on the track. He won't race you dirty unless you race him dirty type of thing. Mm-hmm. And he, he just helped. He's helped me. He's taken me under his wing basically since junior two. And just told me to calm down and giving me tips every time he sees me struggling. So he really helps me out. Yeah, because we were we were actually talking about on the, the last week's podcast, just uh the difference in coming from the junior level to the senior level. You know, the junior level you're racing against your friends and all that, and then you get to the senior level and it, it's people you've you know you've you've looked up to or you've never even met, and it's just a totally different animal, you know. Oh yeah. Hundred percent like uh I went like Preston Sparks, you know, I look, looked up to him, Yarborough, all of them coming up. And then uh, in junior three, I got to the point where I was like 30 pounds over the weight limit with no weight on. So I had to start racing heavy at 14, 13, 14 right there. So like racing with those guys really made me realize like, oh, you're not as good as you think you are, kid. Settle down and then, mm-hmm. you know, take it one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, but it's a it's a different feeling because like when you're when you're running against juniors, you know you have that age that age requirement. Yeah, you, know, you mm-hmm. have to be so old, or you you can't be this old. Whenever you're yeah. in adults, it's like, hey, you're 15. Most places you're 15, and you know you could be racing against 35 year olds. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of just one of those things where you got different people with different experience, more experience, you know new to adults and it's just kind of like a mix of everybody and you just kind of got to calm down and really take it in and just kind of do your thing yeah and don't drive like a junior three driver i learned that quick because yeah my, per- <laughs> my first year at batesville i ran junior three all year and some heavy races i think i ran eight heavy races that year and uh i get there and clone light and i move daniel simmons out the way for like ninth and, you know, Daniel's a legend, so he came up to me pissed off on the fight. And I was like, okay, this is a reality check. Calm down. Yeah, you kind of, you know, like, like you're saying, you, know, you kind of learn, like, when when, when do you do things? When do you push the envelope? And sometimes it's not worth doing that because, you know, you like you said, it was for ninth, so it didn't really matter if you finished behind him or in front of him. But you, you kind of, you still pissed him off because of how you raced him for so, so deep in the pack. And those little things yeah. matter. And... Yeah, it's, it's just learning how to choose your decisions wiser. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Like, uh, you know, he, he chopped me, but I understand it now. But back then I was like, oh, if you chop me, I'm wrecking you right off the rip. So, like, it was on a restart, too. Like I said, for night, for nothing. I think I finished, like, fourth in the race. So I didn't even get no money. So it didn't matter at all. But part of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a learning experience. Learning, it's a learning right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, but so you talked about that 3000, uh, you sat pole at Batesville. Um, 
what would be probably your biggest win you'd put to date right now? Um, money wise would be let's see, where's the check? Or <laughs> the thirty one hundred at Batesville the year after. The that was my right. Uh, it was elite heavy. Elite heavy. Which I even went on the track. They threw uh, Buddy Wilson out for moving Chavis in the last lap. So I remember I, that. I got it. I do remember yeah. that because I was watching. Yeah. Because that's yep, when so. Shay. That's when you heard Shay over the uh, the broadcast screaming that he was never coming back. Yeah. Yada yada yada. <laughs> he did Yo. that. I love Shay, but he he did that in almost every race that night. He was furious. Yeah, oh he yeah, got moved a lot. I mean, that whole weekend he got moved. Yeah, it was bad. So, you know, the money-wise, that's my biggest win. But what means the most to me-wise was uh, we had a guy named Kevin Corson that was at the go-kart shop uh, every week, helped out. And he was, like, one of the first adults I talked to when I first got into racing. And uh, he got COVID and passed away. So we had a, had a memorial race out at Callahan for him, and I swept the night. I mean, it only paid 500 for both pro medium and pro heavy, but it still meant the world to me, so. Yeah, I, I I was like, all right, that's my biggest win to me, yeah, feelings wise. But that's one of those races where the money doesn't matter. I didn't have to pay you anything. It's just you want to win there. No, I, they could have gave me a two dollar trophy. <laughs> yeah. So I have won a slot machine off of a DQ, and so have you. What is your feelings on getting that? Because I kind of feel like. I uh, won it off a of DQ. You're excited. You still got a slot machine, but you kind of didn't win it. You didn't pass. The checkered first. What what is your opinion on that? So I was kind of I was excited at first because I was like, all right, thirty one hundred dollars in the pocket, we're good. Mm-hmm. But then later on, when I was looking at the check, I'm like, I didn't get to celebrate for it. Mm-hmm. I got I got interviewed the second day, which still nobody watched because they were like, who even is this kid? Because obviously he didn't win on the track. And then. I was like, I'd rather definitely cross the line first, but I'll take them any way I can get. Yeah, yeah. Because of the four, I think four I got two, three. Yeah, I think four slot machines. That's the uh, the one I haven't. I've won three across the line, and I got one taken from me. So it, it sucks in both ways. Yeah, um, but so I mean, we kind of talked about this at Batesville, and you know, Jasper's a home track to you, and the world 100s ran there every year and for some odd reason you say you just kind of struggle when you get to that race what what like well i know that would probably go to the top of the wins but like what 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 would it mean to to get good and and not 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 good but just have a stellar performance over there you know for that race Uh, like and just to say if i ever did win it I would sell everything I have in victory lane on the mic. Like I would go out on top. I won. My name's yeah. up there with Tony Gaylord and all them. I'm done. But uh, I I was hoping this year, this past year, because we had a good year all year that I was like, all right, we'll go run maybe top five because I qualified fifth last year, but had a long red flag, tire step, fire back off, ended up pulling off. But for some reason we struggle in the clone, but I run good and limited. So, I mean, I'd rather run good in one class than not run good at all. But, you know, the hundreds, what you go there to win. So, yeah. if I if I could run good there one year, I'd take that as a win. You know, top five, just finish on the lead lap. Is that on the bucket list, of the top of the bucket list? Yeah, I finished on the lead lap, and I started 32nd and finished ninth. 
but you know, I was, I wasn't part of that pack and I want to be part of that last lap pack. So yeah, you, you want to be in there. You want to have a chance to, you know, shuffle it up and try and get, make some moves in the last couple of laps that I do. Oh yeah. I mean, I'd probably cry if I wanted. I ain't even lie. Like I've never cried, but I'd cry. Yeah. I mean, it's a big race. It's a big staple. There's a lot of names that, you know, could go and you'll know, go down in the dirt carding of a hall of fame. You know, you have Austin Yarbrough, you have Jamie Canoff, Tony Gaylord, D Pascal, uh, just a bunch of people who have won. And it's, it's, it's a huge race and it's a hundred laps and it, it challenges, you know, the tire guy on, on, you know, having tires that will last 50 laps and then they got to refire after sitting for 10 minutes. And yeah. it'll also go ahead and challenge you as a driver, even though, you know, Jasper is more of a riding track, you know, it's not, it's not very demanding on your body. It's not like it's a Batesville mm-hmm. or a bull ring, but still for a hundred laps, you have to stay dialed in and focused. And then like I was saying, 50 laps, and then you have to take a break and then you have to dial yourself back in for another 50 laps. It's just, it's uh, probably the most demanding race that, you know, gets put on in karting. I'd say a close second is that, uh, I don't think they do it anymore, was um, that 92-minute race from a, this was years ago. Yeah, I think Jerry won it twice. Yeah, yeah. He won it solo. He did like 400 laps each yeah. by himself. Good lord. Yeah, yeah, it's like, it's a time limit race, and you can have like teams or you can do it solo. And yeah. Jerry won it solo twice. But that's yeah, impressive. That yeah, that's that impressive. that is some uh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> how do you even like prepare your body for that? Because I I feel like I mean I I do some preparement for if I know like we're going to run indoors or if we're going to a track where I'm really gonna have to hold myself in there. But I don't know if I can prepare myself for a race like that. I mean that is that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, like uh. I ran that 300 lap race at East Bay. They had, I think, two or three years ago, all by myself. Oh, good God. And that was very demanding. I had to, I turned my neck brace within like the last, I'd say, 60, 70 laps. There's no like feeling in my neck at all. So I turned my neck brace and held my shoulder up. So it was like holding my head up, kind of. Mm-hmm. Even though I had a sissy strap on, it was still pulling me on top of the motor, but that was terrible. Yeah. So, um, what's the karting scene like in Florida now compared to when you started? Um, it's died, it's died off, uh, sadly, but at the same time, I can't blame people for how expensive this crap's getting. But, uh, when I first started, there used to be, you know, 30, 40 junior threes every weekend, top tier junior two guys, there'd be like 30 of those. Now there's only on a good state race weekend, like 15 max. So, uh, you've seen a lot of them get out of it. A lot of the kids I grew up racing with, they like, can't afford it no more. They got out of it. And then some of the tracks, they just don't, they aren't the same. Uh, obviously wear and tear from weather, but it's just, they're not prepared the same. They don't, the racing is just getting worse and worse with, with dirty driving. But you know that's I just feel like that's where carding's going right now. Yeah, it's a it's a sad thing to see. I mean, you look at you look at Batesville from like the moves that people were doing in Batesville. Then you go and you you watch Daytona, and you know you go from indoor to outdoor, but you still have people making the same moves at an outdoor that they were making at an indoor. And you know it's like it's like the drivers' etiquette. You know the the nonverbal under 
agreement is just like out the window now. Yeah, like my like Houdini and Michael Smith, they all taught me, you know, give everybody a lap. You know, don't be that butthole on the first lap that goes in there, wrecks them out the way and ruins the race. And now I feel like that's the only way you have to race if you're going to make it up front. Right. Well, I mean, especially at, you know, indoor races alone. I mean, you can understand it's a little bit more aggressive style of driving at an indoor, but when it's carried into an outdoor track, like, I mean, we went out to Mojave. I went out to Mojave. Alex still hasn't made it out there yet. But the racing up there, it wasn't bad, but there was a time where, you know, I went a little wee moment, lost my focus and uh, stuck it a little too high in the corner, had to start in the back. I tried to make my way through and I got people, you know, trying to fight me for last when, you know, they really were a second off of me. And it's just, I don't want to say that this is the way carding is like heading and that's the direction it's going and it's going to be that way forever. I really wish that it would change and turn around but I think it's more of the fact that people are just buying carts and thinking they can hop in and win on the first time they hit the track. Yeah, I think so too. Like I, I see more and more parents getting up there like, Oh, my son's going to wreck your son now. And, and like, they're teaching their kids this from the get go. Like go out there. If you can't pass them clean wreck them right off the rip. And I just, that's not the way you should be teaching your kids. Yeah. And, and, and we talked about this before. It's just, and, with the money coming uh coming into karting with the races you know you, you you'll go if you go to a, a bigger show you mean you're gonna race for nothing less than, than a, a two thousand to win three thousand to win pro race and it's gonna pay 500 bucks for second and if you're gonna take a 2500 1500 deficit you're gonna try and get that that extra money because oh, yeah. you know it's like you said it's not cheap and so the more money you can bring in is the longer you can race and i just feel like it's it's you know if you don't wreck them to win you know you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to do anything coming up here soon if you don't keep start winning these big races yeah like uh last year uh i think we won like a little over twenty thousand dollars in winnings and like i see you know the cole johnson donnie Nall, they win hundreds of thousands of dollars and that just funds them so the teams down here that keep trying to go up there, I know they're telling their kids, you got to win this race if we're going to go up here. So uh, I understand the dirty driving on the last lap, yeah. but they're doing it every lap. Well, yeah, and I mean, I, I could under, yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. I can understand it on the, on the white flag, you know, anything type of thing goes. But from, you know, say it's 20 lap race, lap one to 15, you shouldn't be wanting to just straight up drive through somebody's left rear door them going into the corner well hell i mean out of you had junior one junior two junior three um heavy and then elite on uh on saturday at batesville i think out of those six you might have had two that didn't finish for a time limit yeah like i, I know one of them it was a it was a junior three class uh they made four laps yeah, I think Colin yeah, like, finished the second or third in that one. Yeah, four laps. You know, uh, our teammate Jake Nolan was in junior two. You know, they made, I think, three laps that one race max. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're pissed off at the world that they, you know, we traveled from Florida, spent all the money to register and to get there and run three laps. And I understand it. But at the same time, I think there should be precautions taken. Like, what do we start? 20 go-karts in there mm-hmm. yeah 
like I think they should look at the times and like make it closer. Like, all right, these guys are going to be the fastest, and don't let those slower ones get in the way of everybody else's fun. Yeah, it's well, it's I mean, kind of like uh like I know for sumo um for sumo if they have like twenty two or twenty three they let those last two or three you know get in there, but you really if if you want it to be good and i mean even in junior classes like i was watching as i was watching race monitor at batesville there were some cars that were literally almost two seconds off the pace you got to look at it as if man look if we only got 15 that are going to be you know it's going to be a good race because they're all close in times together but the last five or a a second and a half two seconds off the pace especially in junior classes i mean do you just cut the five do you just run the 15 just to make sure you get all 20 in or i mean what i would do is what Brandon Miller did at Wilkerson uh, in 2017, and you know every other caution you drop the bottom three. Well, yeah, there, you there know yeah. that just you know yeah. every other caution the bottom three, bottom four, get off. I mean you're you're done. You're you're not gonna win anything from 17th if you don't if you don't make moves in the first couple laps to get towards the front, and you're still in 20th by lap five, you might as well pull off because you're about to get lapped. Yeah, yeah, like I the three spin rule you know it's like if, if you cause three cautions you're out of here i've seen multiple times where they just crank them right back up and let them go on their merry way and i'm like yeah. no to kick them off let's go yeah but speaking of uh of people with rough driving I, I you went down to williamson a couple weekends ago and i you were in it the race where chase williamson moved dylan brown on the last lap and yeah. he, he ended up getting disqualified for rough driving my personal opinion was it, it didn't look that bad. Also, it was a video angle, so I wasn't there. Um, you know, what's your opinion on, on something like that? So I had already pulled off because I got wrecked in that one. But I was standing there uh, where you do come off and watching the end of that. And he he drove in, I don't know, probably four cart leagues too deep. Oh, and okay. And it, it – it, I mean, I don't know about four, but I'm talking about two deep. Like, if he wouldn't have hit Dylan, he'd have probably ended up in the grandstands. Oh, and and when he hit him, it sounded like a firecracker went off. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah see, on the it video, was, it's a little, it's a little harder to to understand that. You know, I mean, it knocked Dylan completely sideways. Uh, he hit him so hard, and I was like, man, you're on the brake there so much. The cart settled in the track. Like mm-hmm. to do that, you got to rock somebody. Uh, I was on the, the receiving end of that too, so it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was your opinions on Williamson? Was it, that was your first time going out there, huh? Yeah, it was. It was fun. Uh, just like I said with the dirty driving thing, you have to drive dirty there, and I hate doing that. Like you're carrying so much momentum around there, it's hard to just pull down and pass. Like Batesville, you can pull under somebody and go. And so you got to go off in the corner, wide open the guy in front of you, and you know hope you don't kill him and you at the same time. Yeah. But uh, if you do get a couple of good guys together, it was good racing with them. But I got wrecked when I was running third for no reason whatsoever. So I don't I, – I, that track was fun, but I think it's a little too tight. It looked, it looked, it, it, the, by the lap times, it was very fast. It was like going yeah. at low eight-second laps. Yeah, uh, an 8-8 eight, eight around there made it feel like he was about to get slung out the go-kart coming off the corner. Really? Oh, yeah. You came off two and you're like, oh, my God. Like, I was racing for Muck Newsom and uh, he fell slap out the seat in, in Pro Super Heavy. I think it was like 25, 30 laps. I mean, slap out the seat. It, lo- it looks like if you go too high on the front stretch, it's like inverted uh, banking. Is that right? 
it's on both straightaways. Yeah, if you run off, it like you can feel the go kart start going, and you got to turn to the left, or you're either going to hit one of them tires, and that bounces you back into traffic every time. So, Oof. yeah, yeah, like a lot- really nice facility, and looks like a very fast racetrack, but it looks like there's little room for error. Very little room for error. Like if you go off in there and slide it, basically guaranteed you're gonna hit the wall. And then uh, if you keep your foot in it, you know, when you think, oh, it's going to turn, even though you're pushing up over the track, you're just going to mount the wall uh, every time. Yeah. Spe- speaking of sliding it, uh, recently saw that slide job you did on <laughs> Facebook. I want to know, like, was that planned or you just hope it, it worked? So uh, I tell everybody it was planned. It sounds better. It, it sounds a lot better. Everybody's like, oh, that's sweet, man. But no, uh, I was passing Houdini. And I was like, you know, tired of pushing him. I led that race for many laps. That was that 300 lapper. And uh, we came in for tires. So I was going back out and I was like, I'm faster than him. But at the same time, I want to do the whole teammate thing. I was like, no, I got it. And I didn't realize how low I was. And I just went in there and the go-kart came out from under me and I just mashed it to the floor. And it was Yellow Vegas. So I knew they would roll over and bite. And it bit up, and then he hit me, so that got me back going straight. But what the video doesn't show is I missed turn three and four that same lap, so he got right back by me. <laughs> I saw it had, like, some ESPN thing in the right corner. Was it, there was it like, ESPN broadcast or something? Uh, no, Pit Row, I think. Did oh, Pit Row. I, I don't know why I thought I saw ESPN on the corner. No, if that would have been true, then I'd probably be famous for that. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, look, hey, it looked good on film. Was I'll that- tell you that. It looked like a really uh, like a bigger track. Way is it? Well, is it a big? It was a, uh, yeah. It was the East Bay Raceway down there near Tampa. That uh, oh okay yeah during Speed Weeks they go to. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was that took forever. Yeah, I'm and sure. it was rough. God, it was rough. Yeah, it's always hard to get those those big car tracks down to for go karts and smoothing them out because they're used to just that. I mean, big cars can take with the suspension and everything a rough track, but go karts you feel every single thing. Yeah, like turn one and two have a a divot that if you fell off into, like the groove was right by it, and if you fell off just a little bit, the go kart would bottom out and spin you out. So like the whole race, you had to be on your toes down there. And then three and four was nothing but dust. So like you went off in there, slid it the best you could, and coming off the corner, you'd bottom out like three times, and then just block the guy that somehow got the better run behind you, <laughs> and just hope you got to ride the next lap. Uh, yeah. Oh, basically, but I should have won that race, but they, we had it planned out. We had the fastest fuel time. We only needed two sets of tires. We had it all planned out, like by far was going to win this race. And Daniel Armstrong and Scott Heath came down there for it, paid five grand. And uh, I think they, they, they started dead last because they got thrown out for fuel. Mm. And then. Uh, in the race, they wrecked on like lap because we started double files. So they wrecked on the first lap, bent some spindles or whatever. So they came in, they were three laps down, and we had a red flag because the scoring system went down. Oh, jeez. So they put everybody back on the lead lap. No, what the well, hell? The, yeah. So then the lights went out mm. and, re- and really screwed up the scoring system where it wouldn't even come back on anymore. So they're like, all right, everybody on the lap, and you got you got to pit on these certain laps. So we were out of tires by the last pit stop. I was on seventy five year old, I was seventy five lap tires, and had another eighty to run. Oof! 
Yep, and was starting second. And I went in there and hit Heath wide open, trying to wreck him because I knew they had new tires and we didn't. <laughs> and it worked, but he hooked me in the right rear when I went by, and we both went up the racetrack. But I finished third. That's one of them living and learning yeah. lessons. No, it's nice yeah, one, one of the big jobs. You'll have it on them. Yeah, and the guy was supposed to give the winners leather jackets and all that, and he put out there on Facebook, "Hey, don't have enough money for all that. Sorry." Damn. And he Oof. hasn't showed. Yeah, he hasn't showed his face at a racetrack in a while because there was death threats. Oh, so you go by this nickname called Meathead. Where <laughs> did that thing come from? Because it's just such a unique one. Like it's not really like a you know you have you have fireball. You have you know, yeah. young blood, is, but meathead. Like, where does that come from? So, uh, I, I, it's known to everybody. I got a fat head. Like, I got the biggest Bell RS7. Hey, me they too. Make. Let's go. Yeah, come <laughs> on, big dog. Yeah. But, so, I got the biggest helmet they make. And, uh, but my, since I was in T ball, my papa would sit behind home plate and be like, all right, let's go, meathead. Because I wore an adult small back then. <laughs> so, yeah, they it just stuck from t-ball to now i got you yeah because you uh, one of the first times i ever seen you at the racetrack it was on the back of your leather jacket and it was like me like, what the <laughs> hell what's going on right here is this guy's name really meathead <laughs> everybody thinks it says meth head because they don't really do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah like uh Typical florida man activities oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> this guy uh he's been totally sansom i think he won Sumo. Yeah, I finished second on day two. Of the, yeah, second two. Yeah. Uh, he from, all about that. <laughs> he races down by me all the time, and he came up to me. I think last World One Hundred, and was like, uh, "Dude, I thought it was Meth Head the whole time, like a joke." <laughs> and I was like, "No, it's Meth Head." He's like, "I never read it." And I was like, "Dang." <laughs> I mean, if you look at it kind of fast, I guess. Yeah. You really look at it, and you see it says meat. Head. Yeah, and then on the back of my helmet, it's got a dude running with a stake as his head. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so you run that painted helmet a lot, but why don't you run the RS7? So I wore it the beginning of the last year uh, because I was like, it's more comfortable. You know, it's got that fresh padding in it. Mm. And I wore it like three races. And my mom, you know, videos on my races. And then my dad on the fence, he's like, I couldn't see you because I couldn't see an orange helmet out there. <laughs> and my mom was like, she videoed the wrong go-kart like three or four times throughout a race one time. And I was like, I got to go back to the helmet. Yeah, it's almost one of those things like where it's a staple, you know who you are just based off the helmet. That's the easiest yeah. way to find. Because like Jasper and South Georgia Cartway, they're all really big tracks. So she just keeps you know, the orange in line and in the camera view. And then when I come around, she's like, Oh, okay. That's him. Yeah. So you had done some legend driving before. Um, yep, yep. what was it like getting in, getting in the beer car and, you know, kind of doing that experience? Um, what was the head fitment like? <laughs> the, uh, the head fitment in there was tight getting it in there. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah, the full containment seats get pretty tight with a big old head yeah yeah i, I, was, another uh, feeling. The, I, I was racing um for rusty clinton which is shane clinton's brother and uh the austin hill 
guy that's in the Xfinity series. Uh-huh. I was I was running his little brother's legend car. Oh, that's cool. And so it already had like a bigger seat in it and all that. But uh, there's like Atlanta. That's the only place I've raced. It's basically drag racing. Like you run wide open, hit the chip and then just smash the brakes and you're basically going through the corner at like 15, 20, and then you get back on it down the straightaway. Yeah. It's, so, it's pretty much a legends version of Martinsville. Yep, absolutely. And it was absolutely, it was fun. Not a big fan of asphalt racing though, but it was fun, but people drive like they're in junior three. Oh, good God. And so we had a lot of tore up parts from other people like lap one. They were going three wide. They locked up, had nowhere to go, and ran right into them. And then um, I got spun out running third one time by a guy that I passed completely clean. I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but I don't like it. So you did you dabbling in the asphalt? Is there any is there any thoughts or wants to go to the dirt side of big cars? Uh, I had a late model, but sold it because at the time I was like, I love go-karts. Why quit at something, you know, that you're good at? And I raced it one time, finished, was going to finish either second or third, and it overheated, so I pulled in. I got pissed off. Then I had to wash it for like four to six hours, you know. <laughs> and then I was like, this isn't really worth it. And I was only racing for 600 bucks with a $25,000 race car. Yeah. And it had a 602 in it, so it was slow. I'm talking about my grandma's <laughs> minivan could get up to go and more than that thing. <laughs> so it was a limited, limited late model. Yeah, but very like, <laughs> what's on iRacing? Exact. Like, it was so easy. <laughs> Good it was, God. It, it was too easy to drive. That's one thing I got in. It was like a big go-kart. Just keep your momentum and keep on going. And I was like, I ain't about that. <laughs> so, uh, 2023, what's uh, what's traveling look like for races? I mean, are you going to stick to Florida? Are we going to see you dabble into Dogwood for the Maximilian? Like, what's going on here? Uh, like So, my tire man, he makes pretty dang good money down here as it is local racing. So, we don't travel a whole lot. But, uh, you know, the tire cycles and offer up there is absolutely insane and completely different from what we got down here too. So it'd be a lot of money just in tires and traveling, but, uh, mostly South Georgia and here. And of course the Batesville trip every year, but everybody at the shop was just talking about the other night. Like we want to chase the money instead of the point series because we all got leather jackets. So who cares about that? Mm And so, uh, track. Oh, I got leather jacket too, Chase. I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on mine to come in. It ain't came in yet. <laughs> but, but, uh, there's a track opening up in Alma. It was called, uh, like the Hurricane Speedway or something back when it was open. And so it's opening back up. So, uh, I want to do all the races there because I've heard everybody talk about that's the best racetrack in the South. And Houdini's won the Blueberry Blowout there a couple times, so I want to win that race. But mostly going to stick local. Uh, you know, we just went to Williamson. I was like, yeah, hey, that's probably about all the travel I need for six months. Yeah, right. That's... Seven to eight hours on the road in an RV is just not it. Yeah. At least it was an RV and not a truck. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. a little bit more convenient. I'm going to tell you right now, following, uh, <laughs> we went to Talladega. Uh, Alex and TJ and Jacob, they all rode in a fifth gen Cummins pulling the trailer. 
<laughs> I had the, the joy of driving a Honda Accord for eight hours. Oh, Dude, come on. That is not fun. No. They're cool for like city driving and good on gas and everything. I got 50 miles to the gallon following that trailer. But golly. Oh yeah, dude. I was he just got right underneath they the were, trailer and they just, were doing 65. <laughs> I was doing 62. And come on. We we made it there on on damn near one tank. But the leg space in that thing, oh yeah. I would have much rather just been in a backseat or or yeah. even an RV. I could have just climbed up in bed. You know, it's nice in the RV, but when you travel to the Carolinas and all that, you know, the roads are so terribly rough up there. You oh, get bounced, hey, bounced hey, around hey, that hey, thing. Come, come drive that here. thing in Louisiana. Yeah, hey, come back over here. We'll, we'll take you to the roads that are washing away, bud. <laughs> go, go drive that thing to Lake Charles. Let me yeah, know how hey, that yeah. is. Look, there's a yeah, couple no, roads no. south of Lake Charles, okay, that are right next to so, the Gulf that you got about six foot of land until the Gulf. So in about 10 years, that shit's going to be gone. Oh, yeah. You know, we're going to need airboats to get there. <laughs> yeah, with our pet alligators and everything. I mean, go up go up to Shreveport and come back down type. Hey, I don't see how y'all eat crawfish either. That junk's disgusting. No, oh, son, you just, you know, I'll be really disgusting. Good. If you think it's disgusting, you just ain't had the right one. No, yet. you had that Lake Charles crawfish. That's yeah. the problem. Which is partially <laughs> from damn Texas. You gotta come an hour hour east and then get to Lafayette, and that's where everything's real good. Well, no, I mean just it get... starts it starts Duson Crowley area, and then, but like you know, Duson Crowley to Lafayette. When Coco your... when Coco get on the boiler, bro, that is right. I'll tell you right. I'll, now. I'll just come visit y'all, and y'all can cook me some. No, hey, and then look, 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 look. I'll get I'll get the uh, the the open out, and we can crank her up a few times, and. <laughs> And she just goes that, that was the most annoying thing at Batesville. Wait, wait. So, so we the, the to get it to run, and me and TJ had to. The worst part was he would take the muffler off to start. Well, it. No, we were running no muffler at Batesville because they don't, you don't have to have a muffler. No, I know, but like he had it on the first time he started, and then like Thursday, and then Friday morning he goes to start at like seven a.m. No muffler, and I was like, "Good morning, good morning to yeah. everyone." <laughs> Loud and heavy. Yeah, oh yeah. She ran you know, good like, with the stand. I'll tell you that. Wait, so so my question that I, you know, me and Chance were pondering when we found out that the motor wasn't running was, okay, why did you not go get your interview money back from Friday Saturday and put that shit towards Elite on Saturday? No, we only registered for Friday. Yeah, they no, only they only oh, open the Friday. Oh, okay. Alex, I got down to the second round of qualifying. I think it was he got down to the grid, almost on the track, and it died. Hey, I got further in the open than Chase did, though. Yeah, I didn't even make it out of the tent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with the stock appearing. Yeah, yeah, we were so fast they didn't even let us race. Oh, they knew yeah, the yeah. were going to be so good. They said y'all don't deserve the race, man. Look, they knew what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. Batesville is just, you know, I'm hoping that one time, just maybe one day, I'll just be able to hold it down. I mean, look, the first year I ran there, you know, I was one of them people that was very off the pace, and Shay about caught up to me in three laps. Second year, I blew my motor up, carried it back to the trailer by the pull rope, and then uh, <laughs> this year we had a solid, I think I finished like 12th and like 8th after after the, the incident on Saturday. You yeah, know, hey, yeah Chase, we all we all got messed up. Hey, Chase, yeah, that that's one question I wanted to ask you. What was your perspective? What was running through your mind when you see that happening coming out of two? Okay, so I just got shuffled pretty good, and I look back and I about chopped the crap out of Alex. 
I mean, not Alex, Austin. I'm talking about about murder team. I look over <laughs> and I went to hack and I look over and I was like, oh, I know him. I've seen the video. I was like, oh. So I was like, no, that's the whole way. I can't do that. So I let like three more go by. And then uh, I was really fast in that race. And I was oh, like, y'all Yeah, you, you were wrong. Yeah. I lost the video. And I was, like, that, that's the, I won that class the first year I was over there. And I was like, that's probably the best shot I got. Uh, how we'd been running all weekend just we couldn't quite get there and I was like man this thing feels great i think i could win and i i roll up back up to that little pack and i'm like oh yeah right here and I'm right behind freaking austin i'm like oh yeah we got this boy and i peeked under him all four didn't work and i was like okay that's fine and then i see the number seven go in there and i was like oh man that, that's gonna be a dive bomb and he murders the kid on the outside and then all I know is I see a go-kart coming back, so I try to yank it over the berm. And about that time, I got pile-drive by Mikey Kaiser, and it shot me right into that kid, bent the right front spindle to the tire, so it locked up God. and shot me towards the wall. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's when he gets out towards the wall, and I'm looking at Chase whenever I got hit when the, when the car finally came back on all fours, when it knocked the right rear end to the cassette, I was like, Man, Chase, what you doing? Why are you getting out, buddy? That's you're not supposed to be there. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, like the thing was, like we were rolling, oh, and yeah. then and then coming out of uh, four, it was Bryce passed me, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. We go in the corner. I see Tyler up top. I see Marcus, and then I see Marcus start to come down. So I hopped up on the berm. Next thing you know, I see the top of Bryce's helmet. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like I, I saw his i saw his right front spindle while he was in the air and i'm like dog this is not a good view like i need to get down because <laughs> he's about to land on me <laughs> so you know i i was pretty pissed off like because my dad's up there yelling at me get back out there and i'm like pointing and trying to explain in <laughs> hand motions what's going on <laughs> so i know you can't see it but i have two computer monitors and i have a tv as my third monitor uh -huh. Okay. okay, so Chance and I are are sitting in my office. I've got the stream going on the TV, and I've got race monitor on one of my monitors. Okay, and I'm watching you and Austin. You guys have the fastest lap times out of the whole group. Okay, y'all are going to the front when when this whole shebang happens. Y'all are passing for third and fourth, and I'm like, yeah. all right, they get they get to third and fourth, they're gonna roll to the leaders. You know, done deal. One, two, maybe you know, three, fourth, the worst podiums. Yeah, and then. I'm looking at, at race monitor, and then all of a sudden, Chance just screams, and I look up, and I see Bryce's helmet. I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> I think the That's not supposed thing. to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think the biggest thing out of that was Autumn was right there coming out of two and got a video of it, and she got the video, and I paused it, and I took a picture, and you can literally see all four tires are off the ground. I'm on the berm, and you can see all the chaos happening behind us. <laughs> And the fact that you could see the floor pan of of Tommy's go kart in the air, and I'm like, I'm looking back, and I'm like, man, that how do you even get that high? So I had to rewatch the video three or four times <laughs> to see how he even ramped the nose of Marcus Pope. I mean, my goodness. And but the bad thing that, is, I I talked to Marcus before the race, and I like I didn't know who who he was. Yeah. Stuff said there, and we're like talking about where we're from and all. And he said he got qualified. I was like, where do you qualify? No entry fee. And he told me, and I was like, oh, hopefully I'll get up there and be able to race with you. And then they said, you know, we're, yeah, we're both total lossing our go karts out there. <laughs> <Sweet."> <laughs> <laughs> I 
Like, sweet man, let's go up this hill together. <laughs> yeah. And they had no cart stand for me. We had to carry my go kart off the racetrack. And I was like, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched. I was like, they're really going to. I thought they were carrying it to the infield. And then no. y'all kept going. Yeah. And y'all kept going. Yeah, I was like, yeah, they, just, they just kept panning to different cameras. And I'm like, where's Chase going? Why are they? Ca- well, I get. They're going the infield. No, they're not going the infield. Now, the, oh, oh, okay. I get past. Out. I get past the flag stand because I was like, oh, dude, cart's fine. Like, just a little tap. It'll be all right. It'll buff. Little did I know that it moved the entire right rear and it started to cut the right rear down. I'm sitting there, I'm looking over, and I see Chase just carrying his go kart. I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? Like, yeah, where's the cart stand? What are you doing? Why is it not? There were so many total losses of go kart. Oh, it was like, dude, it was like a full blown insurance claim right there. (laughs) Yeah, I was was like, it was a parking lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I asked the dude, I said, can I get a cart stand? He's like, oh, we don't have any on hand right now. I was like, oh. you have like, yeah. I was like, has, has that many people died in this race? That I <laughs> no, hey, no. So no bullshit though. It was the race before y'all. I think it was another junior class that ended up going to the time limit. Okay. They we, they started we waited for a long time. Oh yeah, no, they started twenty right or however many they started. No bullshit. Seven finished. God. <laughs> I can just say this: something bad had to have happened because we waited for a very long time to even go down the hill. Oh yeah, no chance. Yeah. I'm looking at the race monitor and I'm like, all right, well, there's 15 minutes. Okay, well, there's 17 minutes. Okay, now there's 20 minutes, and then they finally just threw the checkered flag, and I was like, okay, get get this shit box rolling. <laughs> I went back in the arena to finish watching that race. <laughs> like my dad was standing on the grid. They they called us up and was like, you know, last call, and we were up there and. Next thing you know, I'm sitting up there for 10 minutes, and I'm like, okay, well, you can go back to the trailer, get the things you need, check everything, and I'm going to go back inside and watch this race because we're obviously waiting for a very long time. Yeah, and you could have helped Alex crank up the open one more time. Oh, yeah. dude, I could have just – I could have done it just one good time for good luck. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that we got down to Daytona and we're scaling and realized I had a bent hind from that race, Oof. That from that from that wreck. And br- the guy that was scaling my go-kart, he's like, did you get in a wreck? And I was like, uh, yeah, but I didn't think it was that bad. And I was like, okay, well, that's good. <laughs> hey, it'll buff. I think oh, yeah, go-kart's uh, fine, though. I think the worst one I ever had was at Wilkerson in 17. I ended up hitting the wall. Didn't think I hit it that hard. Well, it bent the front bumper up. So the next time we go to scale and whatever, um, the numbers were completely off. And my dad was like, okay, what the hell is going on? We put so much cross in the damn cart. It was tricycling on the scales. I went, I got out of it. I looked at it and said, hey, dad, um, something's wrong here. I don't know what yeah. it is. Something ain't right. I mean, dude, I literally, some dude right reared me. I hit the backstretch wall at Acadiana, and we went to check the toe, oh, and no. the laser was on the caster, on, like, the cassettes, and it was. No, it, was it was on the rear <laughs> pocket guard. It was, dude, it was so bad. Whenever we, I we laid the laser on it. We fixed it enough um, for me to finish the race. I'm running second. I'm going to pass for the lead with like two to go. Lap car comes from the top of the track and just rams my door. And I'm like, all right. I took the go-kart home. I called up Sean, who's the guy that uh I was I raced for. And I was like, man, I was like, when you get to the track, just go ahead and uh, I'm going to bring you something real special. And I sent him pictures of it. Chassis home. I took the body off of it. I started stripping the parts when we brought, I got the Triton together. 
when we went to the next Acadiana race, he showed up. I brought him the chassis, and I was like, hey, buddy, here you go. Bent, bent, <laughs> bent steering shaft, uh, bent spindle, caster block, caster block shifted, uh, nerf bar, everything. Like, oh, there's all kinds of so, stuff on it. So yeah, about that. So I put the laser on the uh, on the right front. And uh, no, on the right rear. And uh, so I'm moving the, the glass on the right front, trying to figure out where this thing's at. And Chance is helping me. And I'm like, dude, where's this laser at? I can't find it. It was behind the motor on the sprocket guard. And I was trying to I was trying to crank on it to fix it. There were no threads left on that on that tail line. None. Zero. I, I was I was tightening it all the way down with my hands. That's that uh, yeah. that's that that's that famous gator body I ran. Oh, that shit was god. That shit was so goofy, man. But it it looked it looked decent when it was clean. It was green and gold, and that was when oh. I yeah, dude, like on a red chassis, and I was like, man, oh, this white is body. Oh. white body, green and gold oh. graphics, gator print in the green. And I was like, man, this is the last time I'm ever running a car with green on it. And I was like, I can't do this again. Yeah, you'll uh, you'll never beat this guy when i first started racing down here i called him dragon body like that was his name on my phone because i couldn't remember the kid's name and he had a airbrush like that that kid at batesville he has the same body every year i think he ran like junior one or two it's the white one that's like completely flat in the front and it, the nose piece comes up over his knees oh yes. my god yes yeah so it, it was one of them but airbrushed dragon like it was oh, terrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> it ain't easy, baby. Ain't easy. Oh, it was. <laughs> Lou, we're gonna be slow. At least we're gonna look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, quote unquote, look good. Yeah, that that was looking good. I still a that red body I want at Batesville. I still don't know what the hell I'm doing with it. It's just sitting in my hey, room hey. right now. What kind of body is it? It's a Skyline one. Come, somebody will buy that off you. Oh no, I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna I, use my other body that I ran at Batesville as a backup because I got to fix the nose on it. But I got because there was an accident. <laughs> yeah, there so was, you there, see what happened. Yeah, you was, see what happened was there was a parking lot. <laughs> there was a no parking zone in the middle of the racetrack, and I definitely parked there. Hey, I'm telling you, the dude in the orange helmet's going pole next year. Oh, he's going pole. <laughs> the dude in the orange helmet's going pole next year. <laughs> I had. See, I barely talked to you before that. Like, it was like with Dale and all that. So I walk mm-hmm. in, I, I, I'm looking, I'm like, who can I go sit by and talk to? Because I have like nothing to do. And I was like, oh, Alex, perfect. And he's like, oh, this kid's going pole. He's got a nice helmet. Yeah, and talk about killed the wall. <laughs> he literally moved it off of the corner. Wait, the, the, junior, the, bank. the junior two driver, I think. Yeah, he moved oh, it off the bank oh, into the grid area. Oh, so, they were, okay. Hey, so wait, y'all missed it then. L- no bullshit. Friday, it was either Friday or Saturday night. In the same race, he took down the turn two wall three times. I watched like four or five classes where they moved that wall straight into the concrete wall where you grid up. And I'm like, just thanking God that nobody's cart was right there. Because they, oh, yeah, yeah, that, that thing moved a lot. That's what me and, me and Chase were talking about when it happened. I was like, oh, damn, guess I'm not going pole. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and we, and we were sitting there, we're like, dude, just imagine like you're on the other side of that waiting to go to the track and oh, the yeah. wall is just, just on top of you. smacked by a freaking Triton Barrier. <laughs> Triton Barrier is just on your head. Yeah, that, I was like, well, you jinxed the crap out of him. He's like, oh, I feel bad. <laughs> oh, don't feel bad. No, I, you, like, I guess I have to go back on my Pet Rush subscription, but no bullshit. 
that kid took down the turn two wall three times in the same race. The same identical race. Will, man, that's all I got to say. Absolutely. And but. one of them, one of them, like they wrecked in front of him and like they had put him in the back because he, had, you know, wrecked the caution before. And so they wrecked in front of him and it's coming out of two. And instead of lifting, he just full gassed it and just went straight for the wall. All gas, no brakes. Man. All gas, no brakes. Come on. Don't lift, son. You just going to do it for Dale and get her done. <laughs> That's one of them kids that his dad told him to hold it wide open. <laughs> no matter what. Hold it wide yeah. open and don't lift. Yeah, hold it wide open. You don't get McDonald's when we leave. Your happy meal will be a sad meal. Oh, <laughs> Instead of a six, you should get four. You get, you get these damn hands if you don't win. <laughs> Come on. Well, we are closing in on an hour, and um, we just wanted to give you a chance to. Is there anybody you want to thank? Uh, you know, for everything uh, with racing. Oh yeah. Uh, obviously, my mom and dad for you know putting the bill on that, and uh, my papa for going me going with us to the track when he can. Uh, John Miller goes with us, travels all over. Uh, you know, he don't have to, but he does. So I appreciate that. Uh, Mr. Joe at Radical Racing Engines, TJ, TJ New Motorsports, uh, Charger Racing Chassis, you know, trying to get you on one still, but whatever. <laughs> and uh, that LT slow still doing them good. Yeah, oh, yeah. But uh, other than that, that's about it. Cool, man. Um, I guess that wraps it up for a night right now. Yeah, I think it does. Thanks for coming on, Chase. Yeah, you did thank great. You. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have you on again because you always got to have the homies on the podcast, you know. Come on, come on. And also, congratulations on getting married. Appreciate I know I told man. you, but yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, but cool, man. Well, we wish you the best of luck on uh, on the rest of the race season coming up. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. 10 4. I appreciate it. Later on. Later, Later man. See you, buddy. Well, um, welcome back. Great interview. Like we said b- before the interview uh, with Chase, we love catching up with him and learning about his story, where he started, his biggest wins, um, how he started, how he started, all that fun stuff. You know, it's it's a it's a good time. You know, yeah, we're friends, but you know, conversations like that don't really get to happen at the racetrack. Yeah, because you I mean at the racetrack, we're all talking about you know the race day, how everything's going, or we're just clowning around about. You know, previous races that we've all gone to that we all just meet up at the track, kind of like Batesville type. But I really think it's it's really special to find out what that, you know, everybody has that big money win that they have. But to find out the most memorable win that really just means the most to them as like a person and, you know, oh, feelings wise, yeah. I feel like that's really touching. Everybody's got one of those. And it's really nice to find out, you know, what and why it meant the most to them. Right. But yeah, guys, uh, we hope you enjoyed it. And this is episode 30. This is Big 30. 30. Dirty big 30. 30. 30. 30. So uh, next week, we're going to have a great guest for you guys. Well, we will announce it. Yes. Uh, I dropped the ball <laughs> with that. It was, uh, you know, me and Alex talked about it Friday. It didn't happen Friday. It wasn't going to happen Saturday. It was a busy weekend. And then weekend. Sunday, uh, I stayed in bed till uh, 1.30. Uh, we were supposed to be at Dino's for 2.30. Yeah. But yeah, guys, we hope you enjoy it, and we'll uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Got it, guys. Love you, guys.